Welcome, Welcome to Quick Shots. Welcome to the Double Shot with your favourite cousins, James and Alex Fitzgerald. Hey, shout out, cuz, to listeners Mark and Cherie, who I was telling you about the other day. I had the good fortune of meeting them from, from Adelaide. We've got listeners down in Adelaide. How good's that? It's actually very good. I'm very stoked about that. And uh, Mark and Cherie, Marzel Toff on, uh, on your purchase, my friends. Yeah, amen. Hey, uh, I'll hit you with this first one. Uh, it comes from Victoria. She said, the other day uh, I was listening to an old podcast. You talked about how it's harder to get a loan once you're 55. Would it be possible to invest in your mid-40s, close to late 50s, knowing that this is the case? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely, you can. It's going to be a little bit harder. It also depends on your working situation. You know, how much longer have you got to work? Do you have a a retirement plan. Some banks will loan you the money, no worries, um, but they might lend you on a on a 25 or 20-year period instead of a 30-year home loan, which is what you would normally get. So it just might mean they push you onto a, um, a different structure or insist that you have a retirement plan or tra- transition to retirement plan. So look, it might mean a little bit more paperwork up front, but absolutely you can do it. Um, I was talking to uh, John my dad, your uncle the other day, and he sort of said to a client, if you've got 10 years, like you've got enough time. And I'm pretty sure anyone in their 40s, 50s Mm. has got 10 years. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Um, And and our oldest client, best story ever, um, James Walsh Buckley, God bless his soul, uh, passed away recently, but started with us in his 70s. um, And he ended up buying five or six properties. and, And he started us with us about 20 years ago. Uh, went on to have a sensational portfolio, pass it down to his kids, but started really, really late. Um, so absolutely, Victoria, you, you can do it. You can do it. This one's from Neil for you, Cuz. Um, interesting one. What What is the percentage of positively geared properties at what percentage of deposit? Yeah, so the Australian tax office produced the cash flow numbers each year. They talk about mm. uh, all the people who've lodged their tax returns, who own property. Uh, 50% are positively cash flowed. Uh, about another 50% are negatively cash flowed. So that, that's sort of one, one in two, give or take. And then you've got the banks that publish data on um, percentages of deposit. And uh, and I think so- something like seven out of 10 buy with a, about a 20% deposit. Um, some buy with with less, some with more. Uh, but yeah, that, that's the answer to that one, Neil. And, and look, you know, what I would say is uh, it is very important to be positively cash flowed. Doesn't necessarily mean positively geared. Uh, mm. They are they are two two slightly different things. So positively geared uh, means that you don't have a tax deduction from um, the the rent less the the interest. Uh, whereas neg- negatively geared uh, and, and the depreciation, sorry. Uh, whereas positive cash flow, very, very, very different. It means that, um, you know, you could still be negatively geared and be positively cash flowed. So just as a bit of a distinction there, hopefully I haven't uh, confused you too much, Neil. But yeah, 50%, <laughs> very short answer to that one. Um, Daniel, <laughs> Daniel says, I live in Sydney. I'm wary of investing outside of Sydney though. How can I do it? Uh, find a property out, uh, interstate without a buyer's agent I'm nervous about using and trusting them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Daniel. I mean, um, look, fair enough. I mean, trust is a really big thing. It's a big transaction, right? You have to trust whoever's helping you. I think that the number one place to start is what are you, what are you 
um, trying to achieve, like, what is your strategy? Are you just trying to buy property or are you trying to build a portfolio? And that's the first thing that I would ask you because uh, there is a difference. If you're trying to build a portfolio, I think that will uh, direct you as to uh, what your strategy is or, or what it's going to be. I mean, I, I don't want to sound too salesy, Daniel, but, you know, using a, a group like James and I run and, and has been a part of our family business for the last 25 years, custodian, we literally specialize in helping um, anybody uh, build a portfolio of properties that is diversified through state, um, they'll be able to show you like a multitude of of different things that, you know, where they're not tied down with one builder or, you know, they're not selling sort of one specific um, or like just being your buyer's agent per se. They actually have a strategy. I think that's where where you've got to start. Buyers agents will, they're very good at their job, but they are looking for what you're telling them to, to look for. And typically that is in the, the realm of established property that's perhaps off market. Um, so it really depends on your strategy. And I'd also say, you know, if you do have a mentor or somebody you trust, you know, have a, have a sit down and a, and a chat with them. Um, but of course they, they have to be, um, have to have the knowledge of interstate. And that doesn't necessarily mean someone who just lives in Brisbane. You know, they're not necessarily yeah. going to be your, your best mentor or lives in lives in Adelaide and they have an opinion of the areas because you're talking about investing, Daniel. You've got to get out of New South Wales. <laughs> like you just have to. Sydney is um, extremely expensive. You've got to look elsewhere and if you can invest in a capital city, you're going to have to look somewhere else. Otherwise, you're going regional. Well, you know, if you if Daniel might be fortunate enough to have a friend or family member who's done it and and is successful, but most people don't. So, Absolutely. you know, the, the 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 way around that is to pay for a professional to to sort of take that risk away from you. Otherwise, the the risk is yours, isn't it? So it's that's right. It's almost like it's you that, know what 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 does that risk cost that that you might get it wrong or or, or exactly. you know it might not be a good experience. And, and that's a good point because I think a lot of people get a bit like, oh, my God, I have to pay this company an upfront or, or whatever fee. But there's you've, there's that trade-off of a known upfront cost that can de-risk or an unknown later cost that you don't know what it's going to be. I think I know what I would choose. Very good. Hey, um, And that's Kaz, it. <laughs> Kaz, great to see you. I'm, I'm coming down your way soon, so I'll, uh, I'll see you later this week. How good's that? Later, or oh, the, just in time for the weekend. Footy, must be a footy game on. Mm, no, Must. just just coincidence. Oh, just yeah, a yeah. coincidence, actually. No, just yeah. check it on the Melbourne office. Yeah, yeah. You, you forgot your Carmex. I've got it. I've pure. accidentally brought it down, so you've got to come collect it. <laughs> pure, pure coincidence. <laughs> All right. In any event, I'll see you soon. Signing off, quick shots. See you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is the doubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is the doubleshot.podcast. Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.